Welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, psychics, aliens, religion, new age stuff, awakening, ascension, star seeds, channeling, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, and other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelylea.com or at thelovelylea on Instagram so we can connect. I'd love to give you an invitation to my newest program, The Empath, an empath's course towards turning inward. My online coaching program is designed to help you heal your wounds, deepen your intuition, overcome your fears, understand your sensitivities, and connect you to the universe. It starts September 6th, Sundays at 10 a.m. CST. It's a three-month program, three weeks each month, with three one-on-one private energy coaching sessions via Zoom. A Facebook community group will be where we have our weekly resources and practices to implement and deepen your learning. For more info, go to thelovelyaliyah.com slash course. And don't forget to sign up to be a Patreon to get exclusive access to my solo episodes every Thursday and behind-the-scenes goodies and extras to come. Go to patreon.com slash thelovelyaliyah to sign up. Hey guys, just a quick note before this episode starts. This episode was made for my Patreon supporters. And if you want to be a Patreon supporter, go ahead and sign up in the link below. But I wanted to just say that um, initially I decided I was going to take all my solo episodes to Patreon. And then having this deep spiritual pull and saying no, like people still need to hear these episodes. They still need to be there. So what I've done instead is that Patreon people will have first access to these episodes and then get to vote on the next week's episode. So you have more power in curating content that you like as you've been invested in the process, um, but that these solo episodes will still air every Thursday. So anyway, enjoy. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely. And first, I want to just welcome my Patreon supporters. Yeah! Thank you for supporting me. Thank you so much for believing in the show. And I'm so glad that you feel that you're getting stuff out of it. So I'm excited to provide this like more curated content for you. Um, Today, I want to talk to you about abandonment issues. And man, that kind of just, it hit me, it snuck up on me this week, last week. Um, It's not something that I felt like I've had a struggle with for a long time. And it was kind of like under the surface. Like there's a lot of shit that comes up that we work on or whatever that seemed pretty obvious. And I know abandonment is a big one for a lot of people, but I thought somehow I was exempt because my father didn't leave, my mom didn't leave. Like I had a fairly nuclear family upbringing things seem fairly normal. Um, so I couldn't, I didn't feel like I can consider myself in that category. However, um, I had a birthday party, not a party. I had a birthday brunch with my family, just immediate family this weekend. And when I got there, my dad wasn't there. And I was like, where's dad? You know, whatever. And the history of my 
relationship with my father and or my father's dynamic in our family has largely been um, emotionally unavailable. Like he just wasn't really there for the emotional side of our lives. He was there, but he wasn't really like present. So there was often a birthday that he wasn't there or he had to go work or, you know, he did the best that he could as young as they were when they had children. But I'm watching this, this emotional trigger come up for me and I I walk in and I see that he's not there and I'm like, where's dad? And she's like, Oh, my mom's like, Oh, he had to go help so-and-so or whatever. And I said, Oh, okay. Like he has to go out and help somebody else not be present with his firstborn child. Cool. And obviously you're not trying to put a lot of ego into it, but this is a pattern. This is always what happens. So I felt one indifferent at first. Cause I was like, okay, fine. The people who want to be here are here. Cool. Um, then two, he hadn't called me and said, happy birthday. He didn't say I'll swing by. It wasn't until four o'clock that day that he was like, Oh, Hey, happy birthday. And I was like, where are we at? He's like, Oh, I had this thing that came up and da da da, which is always a thing. And I, I didn't, I was like, okay, you know, it's just something that I, I've always felt like, okay, this is my dad. Like I just expect it from him from a place of spirituality. I've tried to like neutralize how that felt because as you guys have known, uh, through a lot of the episodes, I say everything is neutral. I try not to find, you know, ancillary meaning to go along with it. I say, okay, this is, this is the universe in another fractal experiencing the world in this way. So I can't be mad at him as much as I'm, I recognize that like he is, he is me and I am him. So in that process of oneness, I'm trying to find forgiveness. Okay. This is what I'm telling myself, but on a human level, I'm fucking pissed. And I'm like, you couldn't even show up for the one birthday that I even have here. So, okay, cool. So I'm mad. So I deal with that. I feel like I'm over it. It's cool. But I started to realize how I've allowed that not allowed, but that pattern is showing up now in my relationship. So if you haven't caught episode 65, um, you can go back and listen to that. But I have a boyfriend now and he is the bee's knees guys. I love him. He's amazing and wonderful. You know, sure. I'll spare you all the juicy, mushy stuff. But the thing is, is that I am in this position where I fear he's going to leave me. Or he's not going to show up or he's going to lie to me or tell me he's going to be somewhere and he's not going to be there. And so I got an opportunity a couple days later when me and him had a misunderstanding about something and I flew off the handle and I started responding in this very anxious attachment way. Like, so I don't know if you guys know attachment styles. I'm not super familiar with it, but I know enough to know that people who um, struggle with possibly codependency, enmeshment, abandonment, things like that, will have um, anxious attachment or avoidant attachment. And anxious attachment is like when you feel like, um, y'all know, like when you liked a boy and he didn't text back and in a certain amount of time, you're like, is he going to text back? When he's going to text back? And I can't double text him. Maybe I'll double text him. Maybe see, let's check his Instagram. Let's figure out what he's doing. And that is anxious attachment. Avoidant attachment is like, when you're scared something's going to happen and you're like, you just avoid it. Like you, you don't acknowledge it. You don't deal with it. Um, or you avoid their calls. Um, it's a type of protesting behavior 
where you're like, okay, he's, he's not going to answer my text in this time. I'm going to wait to double the time that he said this, that, that, you know, so there's these reactions around our, our feelings of attachment. Secure attachment is where we want to be at, but everybody kind of has a little bit of, of each. Anyway, I'm attached, uh, sorry, I am anxiously attached as far as where my wounding goes. So in this misunderstanding that we had, I started to feel like levels of panic in my body. I started to feel scared and worried, like, what does this mean? What is this? And causing myself a lot of anxiety. And I, I thought, where is this coming from? This person is affirming me. This person is securing me. This person is saying, I'm here. This is okay. And I'm going, no, but you're going to this and you're going to that. I don't want to give y'all specifics because I was acting a hot mess <laughs> and a little embarrassed about the way that I acted. But I was have experiencing a trigger that was a ripple effect from a current wound. And I was experiencing my boyfriend's behaviors through the lens of my father's. And I thought, damn, like <laughs> I do a lot of self-work, a lot of awareness around stuff. And I felt myself go, wow, there's a lot of work to be done here. I haven't had a lot of practice in relationships because I haven't been in one for a while. But I got an opportunity to see the direct correlation from my trigger wound with my dad into my relationship with my boyfriend. And it was it was kind of like this aha moment, right? We all like assume that we understand that a lot of our reactions come from those deeper wounds that may have fostered from childhood, but it was so crazy to see it in real time, like in real time within days of each other that this ripple effect had taken place because of how triggered I was feeling around my father not showing up for me. And it showed itself in another way, maybe an opposite way, where my boyfriend, uh, my, my car got smashed and, um, I talk about it in one of the episodes, you guys, you guys know, <laughs> um, where my, my car window got broken out and my boyfriend showed up and he was like, okay, this is the time we can go get an appointment here. I found out they had the glass here. I'll pick you up. I'll make sure you have this and this, and that. And I was like, wow, that I wasn't expecting that from someone I've known for so little time, but it made me feel secure. It made me feel essentially unabandoned <laughs> that someone was there for me and that I could rely on someone and not to say that my dad is unreliable because when you need help like when it's something that's like external and or practical or logical like my, my car tire broke out or whatever he's there but if it requires any emotionality intimacy anything like that forget it and so watching to see how in my inner relationships those wounds how they trigger it was, it was a little bit mind-blowing for me. We talk about this all the time. So I was surprised that I was so surprised, right? This is the work that we do, but yet I still have work to do. Anyway, feelings of abandonment. They manifest in all kinds of ways. I am just sure that at least 80% of you guys deal with abandonment wounds if you were raised during this generation because a lot of our fathers and or the way parenting was back then, was not as much emotional as it was very practical. That they, the way that parents were good parents was they made sure that you were alive and <laughs> you know that you had food on the table. But it wasn't so much about emotional intelligence. There wasn't a lot of like 
how did this make you feel? And like punishments were just punishments. They weren't like, you know, assessments of our mental well-being, our emotional well-being. And so growing up in a house where my mother was incredibly emotional, but codependent, and there was a lot of enmeshment there, um, and she also didn't have a lot of her own self-worth, and then having a father who didn't give much emotionally. He was there in the practical need, but never there in the emotional need. Like where where really, really shifts, I guess the, the inner child, like how the inner child finds a foundation of their life. So when you're from in utero to seven years old, that's when you build your foundational lens for the world and how you operate and see that. So in my life, that masculine energetic person was not present. And so thus then I ended up marrying someone that was almost exactly like that from the other side of the fucking world. Like I picked someone from Poland that had the same emotional deficits that my dad did. Now, when we have a childhood wound of some sort, what we tend to do is we tend to choose people that reanimate that wound so we can re like essentially replay it and, and change the outcome. It's like, like playing Mario Brothers and keep going over level one, level one, level one until you beat it. It's almost that same mentality that we're attracted to people that mirror back our wounds in order for us to, to essentially replay it and try to conquer it this time. We manifest that in our life until we learn that lesson. We manifest that over and over. I mean, like, I mean, how many partners have you had that have exhibited similar patterns and particularly with abandonment? Like, did you find yourself to be clingy? Did someone tell you that you were too much? Did that make you feel panicky if they didn't text you back in enough time, if they didn't call you back in enough time, that they were gonna jet or ghost or leave? For those of you who have ever tried dating in the dating app world, that is very common. People just up and ghost, gone. And it really ignites our abandonment wounds. And and to, to some degree, I kind of believe that everybody has abandonment in some form, unless you had incredibly conscious and intentional parents. There is some aspect of abandonment that exercises our, essentially our lack of need being met. If you were left in the crib too long and you were crying all the time, you can develop abandonment issues that way. You might not be conscious of them, but in the subconscious way of the world, you says no one's here to take care of me. I need to take care of myself. A lot of women who had emotionally, um, you know, deficient fathers didn't have that masculine energetic that was secure that they would be there emotionally and or physically. So what did we do? We animated a super hyper masculine type of energy for ourselves in order for us to feel safe and for us to feel secure in some type of way. So if you struggle with getting into your feminine energy, that's a big reason why. A lot of my clients that I work with often, that's that's usually the, the key kicker. A woman who, is, who has difficulty nurturing and or leaning into her feminine energy, her, where her superpower is, is because there wasn't necessarily affirmative masculine energy in the home that felt that she could be at balance. She had to animate that. So. Um, we can talk about men with uh, mother wounds as well, but like I only can identify with the other one. So I'm, I've got to see in real time what that looked like. And so I sat in meditation for a while about it. And I was like, wow, like how else does this show up in my life? 
what does this look like? What does abandonment issues manifest as not only in relationships, but just in like everyday stuff. And the more I started to think about it, I was like, wow, like even down to my, my desire and or drive to feel like I need to achieve, like I need to go, go, go. I need to do, do, do. I need to be, be, be. I need to conquer like that masculine energy animating to feel, still feel the need to perform in order to earn love. Because if I have, if I've been able to earn it, then they can't abandon me, right? That's kind of the logic that if I earned it, if I did something that would essentially fulfill the obligation of love, which is not tradable by the way, then, then they, they're less likely to leave me. If I can give them something, they're less likely to leave me. Do you ever find yourself overperforming in that way? especially in a new dating relationship or a friendship or something like I'm going to buy them presents. I'm going to spend all this time with them and devote my life to them. You don't know them that well. Like you're really quick to give yourself up and do whatever's necessary to keep that person around. It it's, it's an abandonment issue. It's a neglect issue. That feeling that you have to do something to be loved. In my house, I got my father's attention the most by achieving. Whether it was my grades or something new that I was doing, he turned to his friends and said, that's my daughter. She's my favorite firstborn daughter, <laughs> which was always a joke because you know, I'm, I'm your only firstborn daughter. But it was about me being the extension of him in some kind of way. So when I would perform, when I would sing, I used to sing, um, and I would have a new record out or whatever. He got this shiny new dime to show off to other people. And I got to learn that, okay, this is the way to be approved of. This is the way to get my father's attention. So what did I do? I took that into my relationships, flying halfway across the world to meet guys that <laughs> couldn't even, you know, like come visit me doing extraordinary things to keep somebody around. And to feel like, okay, if I do this, then I can earn their love. Then they'll stay. Then they'll love me. And I kept giving myself up over and over and over to try to earn this love. And interestingly enough, like I've done a lot of work on that front, but I didn't recognize it as abandonment rooted issue. I got a chance to see in this relationship, which I do consider a soulmate relationship. I mean, all relationships are soulmate relationships. They come in to teach you something, but this feels like a sacred union for sure. Um, but in this particular partner, there's not much I can do to earn his love. He gives it freely. And it makes me question myself. And I'm being super vulnerable right now because this is like even hard for me to say, but um there's these, there are these moments where I'm like, why do you love me? And I, it's a genuine question. Now, in, in a conscious, sober mind state, it's like, duh, I'm awesome, shit, you know? <laughs> but in, in the real root of the, of, of the emotionality, if I'm really being real and vulnerable, I still struggle with that worth. I still struggle with it. I still feel like I look at him and go, how? How is it possible that someone like you love someone like me. And if you're listening to this and you like me, which you probably do because you're listening to this, thank you for paying for this podcast. <laughs> but 
it might be hard for you to see how I see things that way. And I would say the same thing about you, right? Like, of course you're amazing. Of course you're beautiful. Of course you're all these things. But at the base of the root of it, my own father didn't want to stick around. He was there, but he wasn't, he didn't care. Doesn't seem interested in what's going on in my life or who I am as a person or invested in figuring out what it is that, you know, what, what it is that I'm doing if it doesn't align with his interests, you know? And I'm, I'm, I'm finding out that really hurts. It hurts to feel like I'm not being seen. And I know that, um, not a huge fan of Tony Robbins, but Tony Robbins had this thing on, uh, I'm not your guru on a Netflix special where he says, who did you, who's, who's, which parents love did you crave the most? Or who did you have to be for your, something like that? Um, it's not who did you love the most, but who, whose love did you crave the most? And it would have been my father's because that was the, the most, the one whose attention I couldn't get unless I did something. Like it wasn't inherent that he was able to be present there. So I found myself that rippling in all the rest of my relationships that when someone showed me an ounce of attention and it would be like, oh my God, I'm in love. Because I was so starved that I was craving so deeply for someone to show me an ounce of kindness of love, of promise of some sort, only to be left over and over and over again. Now, obviously, I had to learn that my validity and that my worth did not stem from someone deciding that they liked me or not. And my worth was not contingent upon my father's love either. And that's an, a contract that I came in that I had to heal myself. But watch yourself. What patterns do you see like that? Because at least for me, it was always having to give up something, some part of myself or sex or money or my time, whatever, just to get an ounce worth of love back. I would overinvest. There's a guy named Matthew Hussey, he's like a dating coach or something. I used to be religious about his posts. And like there was this kind of this idea that like you shouldn't, only invest what your investment you're getting back. Don't over invest. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was always over investing because someone who over invests is someone who doesn't value themselves. If you value yourself, you're like, mm, no, let's negotiate. <laughs> but I was willing to give as much as I could for just a little bit back because that felt familiar to me. And so perhaps there, there wasn't like a lot of guys. I wasn't like batting people off with a stick or anything. But if someone had shown up and someone was super loving and open and available and I really like you and, you know, whatever, I may have turned them away because it didn't feel familiar to me in that sense. Like it didn't feel familiar that there wasn't this chaos that I felt bonded to. And so, like, I might have missed this particular soulmate because there was nothing to earn. I had to do an extreme amount of work to get to that space before I recognized that, okay, I'm lovable because I am. So I was able to call that in vibrationally, but I still question it. I still look at it and go, I mean, I still, like it's been two months, so it's still early, but I still look at myself and go, how is it possible that you love me? And that is a huge abandonment wound. That like when you look at your parents and your, your background and inner child and all that stuff, 
it is amazing as a 36 year old woman i am still dealing with feeling like my daddy doesn't care and it makes me emotional talking about it because it's like this realization like shit i'm a fucking grown-up by now like i don't it's not something i struggle with i don't need to think about that i've forgiven my dad i'm over it and then to see how much it ripples through my relationship now it means more work you got more work to do Aaliyah. and i'll just invite you to kind of look at that how that how does it ripple in your life where do you over invest in stuff how is your attachment styles how do you deal with stuff when people especially love relationships where there's intimacy involved how do you respond when someone doesn't react the way you think they should how do you respond when someone takes too long to text or to call do you get really scared and anxious like oh my god are they mad at me did i do something wrong here let me call them five times are you okay are you safe are you this are you that you might even do it with your children you project onto them i'm afraid i'm gonna lose my kids i'm afraid i'm gonna lose my mom I'm afraid I'm going to lose whoever that fear of loss is man. It is a, it is a, a massive undertaking to deal with, at least for me, maybe y'all can speak for yourselves and be like, actually, it's fine for me. I'm, I'm cool. But on my account, like abandonment as an issue might be the hardest wound I've had to deal with yet because it doesn't just encompass myself and my own learning but all the ways that I deal with the relationships in my life friendships random people I just met you know if, if I'm if I'm ever in a space where I feel like I want a relationship with someone that could be even a business relationship um, I had a situation with um, a girl who whose podcast I really wanted to be on and she sent me an email and she's like oh my god I love this da, 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 da. let's get together and try to get on your show and I made a miscalculation in my calendar. Didn't have her on, on there for the right week. So I basically stood her up for our interview. And that never happens. It was just happened to be, it was retrograde, of course. Um, but it just happened to be that I, like my calendar got it wrong. And it was a simple mistake. But my, I, I went into almost a panic attack. Like feeling like, oh shit, she's going to be so mad at me. She's never going to talk to me again. Oh, I've really fucked up. This is terrible. Like, blah, 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 blah. So I told her what happened and I didn't hear from her for a day. And I was like the whole time I couldn't let it go. I was like, oh gosh, like I really fucked up. This is bad. The world was falling down. And she texted me the next day and she's like, oh, no problem. Cool. Like, oh, you know, whatever. We'll reschedule. Like it was nothing. And I was like, why did I freak out? Why was I so upset? Like it is that abandonment thing, fear that someone's going to reject me. Because it's not just about being abandoned and left. It is, it is at the deep root of it, rejection. Feeling that rejection. You've invested something and someone rejected you. Someone didn't want to stick around. And feeling that, that, that your parent has rejected you. Maybe they're present, but they've rejected some aspect of you. My parents don't listen to my podcast. They don't support it. Like, they're, they're Christian and uh, they also didn't like the name that I used for it spiritual shit it's profane oh you know and it's a part of who I am and they've rejected that and while I like for for this for this reason this, that doesn't bother me that much I'm like I would almost rather if my parents didn't listen to it because I don't have to censor myself but I 
It's it's about someone loving the full you, right? Like who is there for you? Who loves all of you without reprieve? Who who do you know and feel rooted and secure with that you don't have to play that game with back and forth? And I hope this applies to you guys specifically because um, this is a much smaller group than I'm used to speaking to, but it it dumbfounded me to see in real time how my father wound expressed itself. Now, maybe it'll express itself differently with you. Maybe you're avoidant attachment and you're like, uh-uh, I'm not dealing with this, cut it off. And either way, I invite you to look deeper into where in your life you might have found some sense of self and air and other areas where you have difficulty feeling holistically loved where do you not allow yourself to to receive love where in areas do you feel like you need to perform in order to earn love what is it about your inner child relationships that you've had that need reparenting I, I've always, I kind of heard about this casually about reparenting your inner child and what that looks like. What do you say to that kid? What did you need as a child that you didn't get? And this spans over a few topics, of course, but particularly that's like, uh, even when COVID hit and everybody was losing their jobs and stuff like that, a lot of people were having abandonment wounds, kick up dust like that sensation of losing something. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my family. I'm going to lose my money. I might lose a loved one. All kinds of people across the board having abandonment kick up. It's not necessarily direct rejection, but it's like I could lose something. And what does that look like? What does loss look like? So I'm currently dealing with that. I'm still trying to feel like feel it out how it's manifesting. But if I were to give some practical tips, um, and this is as I'm learning them. As you guys know, I'm always kind of giving you what it is I'm learning at the time. But I had to ask myself if this was the reality or if this was my projection. When my boyfriend told me X, Y, Z, is, was my reality that he was, he was going to leave me or that something was going to happen? Actually, not even close. Even Anybody could have seen it. And it was just me and my trigger in that moment. I was projecting my own reality onto him based on what just happened with my dad feeling those feelings of still residual ripples of feeling rejected by my father and i hope this hits home for you in some kind of way and like take it how you want and however it resonates but me being able to check that allowed me to have a lot more freedom and the way that i see pain come to me when I see pain come to me and I feel myself being triggered, I ask myself, is the thing that's here triggering me the act, the real trigger? Or is this coming from somewhere else? And looking into my intuition, you looking into your intuition and saying, all right, what, is, what does that mean, spirit? What does that mean? Why am I feeling this way? Check in with your body. Where do you feel that rejection? I always feel it in my heart. I always feel it right in my heart. And I don't mean it like I feel it in my heart. I mean like I can physically feel it in my heart. It feels like panic. It feels like my lungs can't breathe. My chest is tight. That rejection or that fear of rejection, that 
some, someone's going to leave me and it operates and manifests itself all the way across my heart chakra into my back so badly that my, my, my back was sore. It was that bad, very physical reaction. Even talking about it, it kind of makes my, <laughs> kind of makes my chest hurt. Um, it might manifest very differently for you, but check in with your body. Where to first, where does that manifest? Where does that rejection or abandonment manifest in your body? And then ask yourself deeper into spirit. Okay. Who's responsible for that? Obviously not actually responsible, but like who, who, where did it come from? Where did it come from? And we can always kind of draw back to our, our early family life and whatever that looked like. It could even be a grandparent. It can be an aunt or uncle. It can be godparent. Um, it can be many things. For me, it's my dad. And I got a real opportunity to reassess what that trigger was and not apply it and project it to someone else because of my own fears. Honestly, the thing that really helped me is I said, I had to sit in a mantra and say, what's meant for me won't miss me. I had to surrender to the universe and say, okay, if this person is meant to leave my life, then they're meant to leave. I cannot, I cannot hold on to someone so tightly in, in hopes that that will keep them around. I can't go out and buy someone gifts or, um, you know, offer my time or do all this extraordinary level of investment in order to keep someone around. In fact, it's often the thing that pushes people away because they feel smothered. They feel like this is too much. This is around all the time. They start to take you for granted. And then what happens? You say, oh, look, this, the pattern repeated itself. But energetically, when you're pushing and chasing someone, something has to be running, right? When you lean, lean back and you allow yourself to be in that place of acceptance, surrender, trusting, you know, what's meant for me won't miss me. Um, who's meant for me won't miss me. Who's meant for me won't leave me. You rewire, you start to rewire anyway, the way you think about rejection and the way you think about abandonment. I needed a more emotional presence for my father when I was younger. However, I believe we came in with these contracts that this is who we were going to be. And ultimately, this is teaching me about abandonment so I can teach other people about abandonment. But more so than anything, it's expanding my soul. This is giving me myself grace for my dad. I was able to look at his upbringing, no emotionality there, like really strict household and the youngest of, sorry, second to youngest of six kids raised in a hella racist part of town and doing the best that he could to make it. And when my father was little, he, um, uh, he had an incident in his household where their, their house burned down. And it caused a lot of trauma that ultimately never got dealt with. Um, he had some pretty severe stuff happen. Also, um, when he was, he went trick-or-treating. We never got to go trick-or-treating, by the way. Never. This is probably why Halloween is my favorite holiday now, because we couldn't celebrate it when we were kids. Um, but my dad was poisoned. Not once, but twice when they went trick-or-treating. He was in the hospital for months. Months. So... Knowing that history now from my dad, it's like, oh, well, shit, like he's got a lot of trauma and no one ever dealt with him. No one ever was like, hey, how does this make you feel? It was like, suck it up, boy. You know, he didn't he didn't get that and he didn't develop emotionally. 
and that wound that I'm feeling about like, wow, you really weren't here for your kids. He did the best that he could. He did the best he could with what he had, with where he was at and what resources that he had. And it gives me some level of forgiveness. It gives me some level of, you know, like, hey, I know, I know that you did the best with what you had. And I don't need to hold that as a grudge. I don't think I was holding it as a grudge anyway, but definitely on my birthday, all that trigger stuff was coming up and feeling like, you don't love me. You don't care about me. And that's not true. He cares about me immensely. He loves me immensely. But that's how I felt in that moment. And it rippled everywhere else. Everything else that day went to shit, basically. I was like, nobody cares about me. Nobody loves me, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't saying that, but that's, that's the energy in which I was carrying from that wound. I was just, I was in my feelings, y'all. <laughs> and so I, I hope that like, at least for yourself, you're able through my experience to reflect back at yourself and areas in which, where does abandonment show up for you? Where do you see it as a reality? And where are you able to, um, you know, rewire how you feel about it? What are areas in your relationships in which you find yourself being clingy and or protesting, you know, when someone messes up a little bit, how do you respond? Do you become triggered and, and, and write people off because you're like, nope, that's it. You did it for me or whatever, because you're trying to protect yourself from feeling like you're abandoned. Do you cut people off before they have a chance? You start to see a little ink inconsistency, a little bit of flakiness, and you completely go, uh-uh, nope, shut it down. Rightfully so. I feel like people who are flaky are really annoying, but <laughs> like that's protesting behavior in the avoidant attachment style. But it's to make people pay essentially like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to block this off before this has a chance to hurt me. And oftentimes we don't actually have a real perception of what's happening. If we're still in that wounded space where we're not doing that shadow work. So take a look at that. My lovelies this week and give yourself some grace in those areas. Sit with yourself in meditation do some automatic writing, journal, and sit down and, and ask yourselves, where does this manifest in my life? Where am I, I not able to release and relax around safe attachment, secure attachment? Where in my relationships can I have ease and freedom and not feel like I need to perform to keep somebody around? Where do I feel like I'm not worthy enough in order to keep somebody there so I perform and do more than I should? All of these things are applicable and probably more, but I'm definitely looking at myself now and I'm like, shit, okay, where in areas of my life, like my boyfriend actually has abandonment issues too. And I can see where he's performing, where he's, he says often, I don't want to lose you. And I'm like, what makes you think I'm going anywhere? But you know, it's funny cause we have the same wound. So I'm looking at him like, where you, I'm not going anywhere. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and we're kind of like looking at the other person fearful that this, 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 you know, connection that we love is going to leave and no one's going anywhere. So it's just only our perception, not necessarily the reality. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. My first one for my Patreon people. Excited. Um, I love you all. I really appreciate it. And I hope that you get a lot out of this new format. Um, I will, I'm just going to send you a lot of love and light. So I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode and interacting with you on this platform. Send me a message. Love you. Bye.
interested in becoming a client for energy coaching, find me at www.thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do or hit me up on IG at thelovelyalia for daily content and inspiration.